guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. And today I'm so excited about this one because we're going to get into how you can solve problems. Putting your head together with someone else to achieve a goal, to find out, not, not to solve a problem, but to find a solution to a problem, right? So think about a problem or anything where you had to put your head together with someone else. You guys had to combine forces to get something done. It's not only essential in the world of business, but in the world of, of anything in general, right? I think, um, you know, something, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about reactivity versus proactivity or reactivity versus intent, right? So last March, when COVID had shut down, my job, everyone just shoulder shrugged. Now, keep in mind, I had a lot of part-time jobs that I no longer work for because I knew that they no longer had my back. And a lot of them would take me for granted and walk all over my value system and kind of insult my intelligence. So I, would qu I quit. And it felt so good to do that because now I'm fully in control of all my assets, of me, of my life. Everything and everyone I teach, I absolutely love to do. There isn't one day I wake up and say, oh no, I gotta do, I gotta go there. I have to do this. I, have to. I don't do that anymore. Back then I used to. So what I wanna show you guys real quick is back in March when everything had shut down, I was terrified. I was anxious. I don't have a guaranteed salary. I work for a tutorial center. Now this tutorial center would make probably about, I don't know, about 30% of my monthly salary. Now at the time I had worked for two women who I've been working for for three years. And those are the women who would walk all over my value system. Nonetheless, they were a financial, they, they were, uh, they had a presence in the financial realm. They were somewhat of the biggest breadwinner I had. Right. And so Thai people were very adamant with putting things online. Although I had the ideas, there were just a lot of empty promises. I worked for one language center. They said, Hey, Arsenio, okay, we're going to let you know if it goes online. I'm like, Okay, but you're putting the lower levels online instead of my class. That doesn't make any sense. Hey, Arsenio, we have this company coming up at the end of April. We have an interview. It's going to be about a 20 minute interview. Okay. And then I'm like, okay, awesome. When does this start? Oh, we'll let you know. I said, wait, what? It's not guaranteed. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. We'll let you know. So 90% chance you'll get it. They stayed quiet for three months and they gave it to someone else. Now, all I could do is conjure up all the things to why they gave it to that someone else. But out of the three teachers and I saw the other two teachers in there, I was the best hands down. And so then I'm like, you know what? I see what you guys are doing here. And I said, I'm going to have to get rid of a lot of these relationships. So there was a problem. I was working for people who did not value me. I worked for people who walked all over my value system, my integrity. They didn't respect me. They gave my classes to other teachers. They were not straightforward. They didn't keep me in the loop, meaning they did not tell me what is going on, the progress. So if it wasn't for the breadwinning women, who I had worked for for three years, who have done a number of egregious, I'm talking terrible things. We're talking forging signatures. We're talking lying in, directly in front of my face. But again, through April, they gave me a private student. Through May, 
I did a video course for them. So that was a substantial amount of money. But then June, July, and topping it off in August before I had quit because I was just, uh, yeah, I, you're not going to insult me anymore. Goodbye. It was the greatest thing I ever did in my life. Um, they were giving me that money. So I had, and so what I'm trying to tell you guys about last year when COVID had shut down this country for three months, I was hopeless. Sure, my tutoring job did go online, but I was still only making pocket change per month. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so frustrating. But then July is when I got my first online student. She was from Peru. That was the first ever time that my podcast had brought in a potential customer. And I ended up, again, my capabilities, I got the results far beyond anyone could ever imagine. And then that was the end. And then I realized, okay, Arsenio, let's double down on this. Boom, someone from Cuba. Boom, someone from India. Boom, another student from uh, Peru. Another student from Spain. Another student from Brazil. Another student from Brazil. Another student from Brazil. There were like six, about eight students from Brazil. And then boom, Kosovo. Okay, another student. For, you, you see what I mean? So what I'm trying to tell you is because the lockdown happened again, New Year's Day. And when that lockdown happened, I said, I'm more than prepared this time. So what I did, I had to learn the lesson from the last lockdown. See, a lot of people were very reactive. They went on to YouTube rather than learning something and blogging about something that they've always wanted to blog about, but didn't have the time to do it. They came up with excuses to why, oh, I need money. Oh my God, I'm thinking in a very negative way and reactive, reactive. Now, granted, I'm very grateful for the person who had come into my life to put me through a transformation program, life coaching program, healing sessions. I went, I delved very deep into personal development. And that's probably why I ended up taking myself to the next level in terms of having online clients because I bet on me and now I'm in control of my assets. So now the second lockdown is here. You know, as of today, there was very, very good news in regards to how many cases there were in Bangkok and other places. Uh, and, you know, the case load is beginning to fall. But at the same time, I don't trust anyone. I know that I'm fully in control. So what I did, it wasn't so much like last year, it was more like putting my head together with this life coach who I was speaking to at the time. But then when it came to here, I had another person who was like, okay, Arsenio, I get it. Listen, I got the, I, I got the, the graphic art right here. Everything is shut down. Bad news. Everything is shut down. And for the first five to 10 minutes, I was like, oh my God, I'm finished. But in the next 15 minutes, I had that reality check. Arsenio, you're more than capable. You're ready to do this. This is what you, this is what you trained yourself for. Let's go get it. And to be honest with you, when you come out of this one, you're going to realize that you're fully in control and you no longer have to work at tutorial centers anymore because you will have full, a full online English language business with people who want to learn conversation classes, reading, okay, developing vocabulary, uh, English for everyday use. You're going to be able to come up with classes and start marketing them in terms of your email list. You're not going to have to rely on anyone anymore. Sineo, you're in control. And what I'm telling you guys is you guys are too focused on the problem, but you're not focused on solutions. And when you're focused on the problem, you're acting reactively rather than proactively with, okay, Okay, what did I learn through this, Arsenio? You need to have a pandemic-proof economy. You need to have multiple sources of income. Now, although you have a plentiful 
of sources of income, it's time for you to begin doubling down even more. Let's get this going. Let's start posting more. Let's get a couple of videos a day. Let's start doing live classes to get more, you know, more people involved and you're going to start to pick up. And so I trusted the system. So now going into our lesson, you know, it says here, what are some of the typical problems when, you know, supplying products to customers? Now me, I don't have uh, physical products. Thank God. I have, you know, um, what is it? I have digital products. By the way, I just want to point this out way off topic. Elon Musk has become the, uh, the richest man on the planet uh officially right the unofficials are of course the kings and princes and of of you know the 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 uh, arabian countries and you know out here uh thailand and different places but officially elon musk is now the number one and what's so amazing is he said hey i become number one but you know what i gotta start donating some of this money it's very hard to find people to donate to and then I thought about the, the Arsenio Buck Foundation. But then I said, okay, so you get all this money. What are you going to do? Got to wait for the pandemic to simmer down, right? So, again, I just wanted to point that out, you know, right way off topic. But Elon Musk is a good guy because he realized, God damn, I got $191 billion to my name. And Tesla is on fire right now. What, do, what am I going to do with all this money? He's like, you know what? I'm looking to donate some of this. That is a beautiful individual. Although I've said in a number of times that he is extremely socially awkward, that guy is deep down a, a wonderful soul. So just wanted to point that out. Now, your email said you would deliver it on Monday. See, empty promises. Remember what I told you. When will you get more of them in stock? This isn't what I order. I pressed all of the buttons, but nothing happens. I'm going to tell you a real quick side story before we talk about this. This is one of the funniest. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, here we go. First of all, before I came here to Thailand, April of 2013, I ordered some Herbalife. Now, Her Herbalife is something I'm going to be getting back into because I just love, I miss my vanilla cookies and cream, mint chocolate shakes, man. I don't care. Like from a business perspective, I really don't give a damn, but I just want my shakes back. I really, really do. But anyways, so I ordered some products and then next, you know, I go on FedEx's website because they were delivering it from some part of California. Should only take a day to get here. But then it realized checkmark. And I said, what the hell? Checkmark. I didn't receive anything. There's nothing here. And so then I try emailing them. I said, and, and they left the message saying we left it at the front of the door. I said, no, you did it. You left a package in the middle of what African-Americans call the hood where people are scourging for damn money at my door. Are you kidding me? Next thing you know, I went crazy. I went outside and I started cussing. I was like, you sons of bleep, 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 bleep. I was cussing out the whole neighborhood. I really was. I went back inside. I sat down. I complained. I did this. I did that. Next, you know, my sister comes downstairs. And I really, I really wasn't close to my sister at the time. And I'm not close whatsoever anymore. But she came downstairs. She went into this closet. And I'm just sitting just in fumes in the corner of my uh, the, of the townhouse downstairs. And she says, here. And I look. And there was the package. And she said, the reason why I put it in the closet is because I didn't want Steven to show you or see that you're buying food for you, but you're not buying food for everyone else. 
yeah, that's the type of family that I had lived with before. I'm telling you, that's a long story. Go check out my personal development podcast. So I laughed. I laughed. I said, I said, Rolanda, you know, I just cussed out the whole neighborhood. The whole neighborhood just got a bunch of bleeps. I was talking about people's mamas. Are you kidding me? You're giving this to me now? And so again, I didn't, I believe that I didn't receive the order from FedEx. So I put in a ridiculous complaint. Now check out FedEx, some of the best service in the world. They came, not only did they come in their big truck, it was the same guy from the day before. I opened the door. He looked dead in my eyes. Never met him before. Never met him before. And he said, I gave you that package. <laughs> I laughed. I said, oh, my God, I am terribly sorry. This is what happened. My sister had received it. She didn't tell me. It said that you guys left the box outside in front of my door. And the reason why I reacted in that way is because two years prior, I ordered a package from America, which took two months to get to USPS. And then Australian Post is like the worst package delivery service. Never use Australia Post. Absolute dog trash. How does it take two months to get a package and it was international priority? Seriously? Pathetic. Yes, pathetic. And I reacted in that way because guess what? From my previous experience, the package was left at my door in Australia. And you know what's so ridiculously stupid? The rug, you know, the foot, the, the little doormat that you have before you step into your apartment? They put, they lifted the doormat up and put the doormat on top of the package as if no one would see it. The package was like two, it was like a damn near a meter big. And you guys put the doormat on it. Like, oh, no one's going to see it because the doormat's on top of it. Although it's like two, it's like two, uh, two ruler sticks off the ground. And so I was reacting to what had happened to me in Australia. And then I reacted in that way, you know, when I didn't receive the package. But big, big shout out to FedEx. They came down here. I had to sign to my place. I had to sign it and everything. And big shout out to you guys because, oh, my God, I went bananas. So that is called phenomenal customer service. If I told them that they didn't get it, they drove back to my place. And they said, I did give it to you. And I was like, you did, you did. And so again, just wanted to share that really funny story with you guys, because boy, I have a tendency of going bad shit, yeah. So anyways, in saying that people, I'm gonna hurry up and reshare this bad boy over here, over there. And what we have is an in-company, in-action video. That's right, they're gonna be two women, they're gonna be talking about it. And again, if you guys want, again, you know, the Business English Podcast, the write-up, the true and false, answering some of the questions and stuff like that, we're going to talk about the problem in general. We're going to listen to it. And then we're going to talk about the follow-up in regards to tips uh, for running a successful meeting. And then we'll talk about a couple of other things too, okay? We're not going to put that all in one podcast. We're going to split this up. So in saying that, people, here we go. Yes, I completely understand. I know, I know. I completely understand. I think there was a mistake. Well, I can only apologize, Mr. Stevenson. I see. Well, I can't make a decision on that. 
I need to talk to my supervisor. Okay, thank you, Mr. Stevenson. I'll call you back this afternoon. Okay, Sonali? Oh, dear. <laughs> that didn't sound good. Who's Mr. Stevenson? He's the buyer at Internex UK. Aren't they one of our... One of our biggest customers. Yep. So what's the problem? Well, they ordered 20 of the ST-series touchscreen shredder machines. Really? That's a big order. I didn't know about this. That's the problem. Nobody did. There's no record of this order on the system, and we don't have the machines in the warehouse. It will be at least four weeks until we can get them from Germany. How can this happen? Brian, who did your job before you, I think maybe he took the order before he left the company, but forgot to put it in the system. Oh, this is serious, Sonali. I know it's serious. He's really angry. He wants a 20% discount on the order, or he'll find another supplier. 20%? That's far too much. There's no way we can give him that. But we can't lose this customer, Hannah. What can I do? <sighs> we need to tell Bob about this. Really? Yes, I think we need to put our heads together and decide what to do. But Mr. Stevenson wants me to call him this afternoon. I'll talk to Bob now and tell him we need a meeting before lunch. Don't worry, it'll be fine. I hope you're right. And there it is. Oh, hey, listen, so when you get fired, you ain't gonna do anything. If you leave, you ain't gonna do anything. I mean, I let... <laughs> no, that's, that's terrible. That's a big deal though. I mean, I wouldn't just not log something as important as that because I ended up quitting or resigning or whatever the question may be or whatever the situation had been at the time. Um, but again, what they did, you know, she told her about it. She's like, oh my God, we can't give him a discount. Oh my God, oh my God, this, this, that. She's like, okay, let's talk to Bob. Let's get a meeting before lunch because you, he needs a call back before the afternoon. He's asking for this. How can we compromise? And so this is pivotal. And I love it because she quickly focused on the solution, not the problem. Oh my God, there's too much. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, we can't lose this customer. We can't, he'll find another supplier. You know what? To hell with all of that. Let's get action. And within two minutes, they hurry up and say, who can we talk to to hurry up and take this to the next level? And it was Bob. And that's where this podcast ends. We're going to be talking about it on the next podcast, people. So in saying that, man, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful, uh, a wonderful, and I mean a super wonderful podcast. Um, if you guys have any questions, let me know. Business English Podcast, again, $30 a month gets you a lot of awesome things. Make sure you tune in. And a lot of the templates are going to be going up today. So make sure you tune on in over there and stay tuned for the next one, people. Over and out. <laughs>